How's everybody doing today? Can I ask all y'all from all the campuses to stand up? I, you know, every um, season during the year, there's different sporting events that we watch and cheer for, whether it be basketball, football, hockey, baseball, uh, shopping. Some of y'all get there's a sale and you get excited, you get all jacked up. And, um, but there's nothing better than Jesus Christ and what he has done in our life, what he does in our life. Amen. And so here's what we're going to do. Hold up. Hold up. And, and so uh, just so we make sure that this is not just something that you're doing on Sunday, that we pause right now to acknowledge that we're here to hear God speak to us. Obviously, I'm not God, so it's not going to be my voice. God's going to speak to you. And that you've come here by faith believing that God has something for you. Uh, and that it's not check the box. And I just want to laugh and be encouraged because I feel better because I laughed at something. But that the Holy Spirit spoke something to your life. Can I get Amen. So in advance of that and in, in acknowledgement of the presence of God and acknowledgement of the faithfulness of God, we're going to celebrate God in advance of what we get. Can I get amen? So 30 seconds, let's cheer God with a shout of offer. Tell, tell him how good he is. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Amen. Amen. Always get in your mind. You know, a lot of us, you know, we just want to have a little space. You know, a little, everything's neat. Make it whatever your program is. And we don't want it to be thrown off. God don't go by that. God's always going to call you out of yourself. So especially when you come to church, you can't come to church to be cute. Not that you can't be cute in church. I'm not saying that. But God may call you to slobber and spit, you know, just get all out, outside of yourself. So we want to just make sure he has permission. Can I get amen? Look at the person next to you and say, God's got permission. All right, all right. Lord, we thank you for today. We pray, we bless all the campuses, all the people watching online. We got a lot to cover. I pray you prepare our minds and our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the person next to you a high five. Come on now, church. Get your Bibles out. Everyone say, bring your Bible to church. Bring your Bible to church. Get used to reading your Bible. Amen. Let's get your Bibles out on the count of three. Say word. One, two, three. Say word. One more time. Get your Bible out. Get your Bible out. One, two, one, two three. Say word. Say word. Turn to Psalm chapter 119. Psalm 119. If you don't know where Psalms is, Psalm 118 is the middle chapter in the whole Bible. So we're one chapter after that, Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Now, you may say, well, I don't need to bring my Bible. They put the verses on the screen. Uh, <laughs> we put the Bible on the screen for people who are new. <laughs> so if you're not new... And you need to read the screen. There's something, don't, no, no, that don't, that's not for you. So if you're new, if you're not new, don't look at the screen. <laughs> Just be like, I don't know what's going on. Bring your Bible to church, okay. I'm only, I'm only joking with you. It is for the new people. It's not for you not to bring your Bible. So we're trying to help people out. But don't let that be an excuse for you not to bring your Bible. 
If you have been here at any time, you know I have a grandson. He's five years old. His name is Miles. When he was a little kid, obviously, he couldn't feed himself. So we had to put the food in his mouth. And sometimes we had to trick him to eat it. I was like, mm, and then you want it? It's good. Mm, mm, mm. I, hey, fake it because it was nasty. Baby food is nasty. But I, mm, mm, mm. And he go, mm. or I would say, mm, mm. and I would say, say, mm. and then the next response or, 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 or reaction was he would open his mouth. So I had to feed him. Say I had to feed him. And then he got to an age where I could just give him the fork and let him eat on his own. He got old enough where he could feed himself. If you, all y'all who have little kids, y'all remember the day when you could tell your kids to go to bed on their own? Remember that? It, how many of y'all have kids? Okay, thank you. All y'all should be going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You remember you had to take your kids to bed, take your kids to bed. Then, then the day came when you could say, go, go to bed by yourself and you didn't have to take them. Y'all remember that? Go to the bathroom by yourself, you didn't have to take them. Remember that? Hey, when my, my, when my kids were like uh, in their 20s, my wife and I, we, we, we go to Hawaii every year. That's, that's my one thing I always, pretty much the only thing do, I shouldn't say only, the main thing I do for me is have a little vacation. And a few years in a row, we would take our kids, but my wife and I always have to have our time without them. Okay. And I remember one year, it was so good. We spent time with our kids, and then we took them to the airport. <sighs> you know where I'm going with this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we opened the door, put the bags on the curb, and said, bye. And we didn't have to, like, check them in. It's like, y'all are on your own. And if you can't make it, hey, we're going to another part of the island. You ain't going to know where we're at. But it was so good. So there was a time, getting back to my grandson, where we would feed him, and then there came a time where he would... Feed himself. Everyone say feed himself. Um, a lot of y'all come to church and you get stuff from me, but you don't know how to feed yourself. In other words, how can I read the Bible and be encouraged by the Bible, be instructed by the Bible, be, be blessed by the Bible on my own? That's what you need to be able to do. You know, I don't want you to depend on this. This is, this is, yes, come get something from here, but then take you to another level. But all week long, you have to be doing it for yourself. Same man if I'm making sense to you. Amen. So today we're going to talk about how to do that. And by the way, we started um, D groups, discipleship groups in January, which are gender specific groups of three to five people where you have an accountability. And we, I wrote a, a, a D group journal, which has a, how to do the D group meetings. It has resources and all the D12, but it also has a page one for every day for 90 days where you do what I'm going to teach you today, how to read the Bible, how to respond to the Bible, how to reflect on the Bible, and then how to relay it. Matter of fact, put those four words up there on the screen. Put those four words up there on the screen. How to read the Bible, okay, we're reading through the Bible every day, so read it. Then reflect, what does it mean to me? We're going to talk about this today. Then respond, how did I apply it in the past, which is my favorite part. And then relay, tell somebody else what happened. If you do this every day, these four things, this is just Take it 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is, and this book will guide you through every single day, your life will change. But if all you do is come here and get something and then have that last for the week, you're not going to hardly grow. It's as simple as that. You do this every day and you come to church, you will grow like this. If you, if you don't do something every day, it doesn't have to be this, but something every day where you're getting filled up 
and you're getting fed on your own, it's like eating once a week. What would happen to you if you only ate once a week? You'd be all, all week. This is how some of y'all look spiritually. One little trial comes, you're like, Church, I need counseling. No, you don't. Read the Bible. <laughs> when I, I'm your worst counselor because people come to me to this major problem and they're like, this happened, this happened, this happened. I'm like this. You been reading your Bible? Well, no, you've been praying. Well, come back when you do. I don't want all that other stuff. That's, that's your problem. Not always, but you get what I'm saying? By the way, uh, you can get this at all the campuses today. You can buy this at all the campuses today. Or you can order online at text DISCIPLE to 52525. And I can't encourage you all. This will guide you. And then you can ask people to hold you accountable to this. In, in our D groups, we just say, show me a journal. Okay? So we have that in all the, all the campuses right now. And it's on our, on our site. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. The first step in... Your devotional, obviously, is to pray. But the first step in your Bible time, your quiet time, after you pray, and, and by the way, you worship as well, is you want to read the Bible. And when you read the Bible, you are asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you. What does the Holy Spirit sound like? It's just a little whisper that sounds like your conscience. It's an impression that God's going to speak to you. And the only way to know it is to constantly listen for it and write down whatever you think you hear when you're reading and the more you get comfortable and accustomed to hearing the voice of God, this impression is something that's consistent with the word and consistent with your life. God's not going to shout from the heavens like James Earl Jones. It's just going to be a little whisper. I'm going to tell you what this passage we're going to read from Psalm 119. Psalm 119 has 176 verses. It is the longest chapter in the Bible and it's broken up into 22 sections of eight. And each one of those sections is based off a Hebrew letter. There are 22 Hebrew letters. The first eight is based on Aleph, A. The second eight, which we're going to read today, is based on Beth, which is the B, the second letter. And, and in the Hebrew, every one of the verses starts with the letter B. And it's all about the Word of God. The whole chapter, which is the longest chapter in the whole Bible, is based on the Word of God. And the Hebrew alphabet and the word of God. And the whole thing is all about if you obey God, you will be blessed. That's what it's saying. Okay, so the first thing we want to do is we want to read it and make sure we know what it's saying. Holy Spirit, speak to me what you're saying. And the step, next step we'll look later is what does it mean to me. Okay, so let's read it. And as I read it, I want you to watch how many times... The psalmist refers to God's word, his precepts, his commandments. And again, we're listening for what is God saying in general, and then we're going to apply it to our life. So let's read that. It says, how can a young man cleanse his way? How can I purify my way? By taking heed according to your what? Say word. word. Say word. word. How many of you have something in your life, an error in your life that you know is, needs to be cleansed Something you're doing, saying, thinking, uh, eating, ingesting. Let's, let's try that one more time. Remember in our church we want to raise our hand above our, our elbow, above our ear. Not like, you know, I'm scratching my head like here. How many of y'all have some area in your life you say, you know what, God, thank you. Keep your hand up. Real, go ahead, raise your hand up. Okay. Look around the room. All of us. I'm included. All of us. Okay. So guess what? If you want your way to be cleansed, get, what do you do? Obey God's word. Watch this. How many of y'all want to be blessed? Guess how? Obey God's word. Don't work harder. Just obey God. That's easy. I mean, it's clear. I should say it's clear. Okay. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Let me not wander from your commandments. 
Everyone say commandments. Your word, say word. I have hidden in my heart by memory that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. Remember, we got word, commandments, word, statutes. Next one. <clears throat> With my lips, I have declared your judgments. Say judgments. Of your mouth, I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies. As much as in all riches, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes and I will not forget your Word. So what is it very simple? God is telling us if you want to be blessed, obey his what? Obey his what? Adam and Eve were in the garden. Adam and Eve were naked. They had no clothes on, but they also were spiritually, emotionally, mentally, uh, uh, relationally exposed. There was no sin. And the devil comes to Eve and says, what did God say? What was God's word to you? If you do not know what God's word to you is, the devil will tell you his version and deceive you. And once he deceives you, your way will not be cleansed. That's why you have to read the word and memorize the word. It's very simple. So if your way is like this, your life is going all jacked up in all these different ways, God says if you want to cleanse your way, just obey my word. But if you don't know his word, you can't obey his word. And you're not going to learn his word, you will not learn his word by only coming to church once a week or once every, you have to do it every single day. Um, well, let's say, let me say this. The more you do it, the more you learn, the more your ways will be cleansed, the more blessed you are. So it's a very simple, very simple, it's a very simple concept. Okay, so everyone say read. Say read. Step number one, look in your notes. First thing we want to do is read the word. What does that mean? Slowly read the passage or chapters of your day's reading. We have that on our website. Go to our website, we're reading through the Bible, and you will read Psalm 119 this week. Listening for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. What does the Holy Spirit sound like? You're going to be reading, all of a sudden God's going to say, uh, you need to start serving. And it may not be related to what you're reading. You're like, where did that come from? Well, that's not you. You ain't, you ain't just randomly thinking, I need to serve. <laughs> you may wake up at... 3 o'clock in the morning, watch this. Anybody wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, 2.30 in the morning, some ridiculous crazy time, and hear someone say, you need to read your Bible. You need to pray. Raise your hand if, if any of y'all, okay. That ain't you. Can I get amen? I mean, you're like slobbing on your pillow. Like, I ain't getting up this. It's nighttime. That's the Holy Spirit saying, I, I, I want to talk. That's what it sounds like. You ever, you ever, you ever in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the line at uh, uh, Starbucks or, or uh, In-N-Out or whatever and, and you hear this is a sense, I need to pay for the person behind me. Anybody, just something random like that. They, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. That ain't you. That ain't you. That's the Holy Spirit. And one way to affirm it is just do it and see what happens. Not that that person is going to do something, but see what happens in here. Okay, so that's the Holy Spirit. And, that, and what you have to do is keep practice obeying that little voice as long as it's always consistent. As a matter of fact, if you're in line in and out and someone's talking behind you loud and you hear a voice say, turn around and smack him in the head. That's not God. <laughs> not God, just so you know. <laughs> it's got to be consistent with the word of God. Okay, so read, read it and then speak to you. And then after you read it, look at the next one. It says, oh, we'll read it. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to God's word. We just read it. So the first thing you want to do when you're reading and it's in the journal is you read. I need to read the Bible every day. Wash my mind. Okay. And what is it saying? And then in, in, in the journal, the next part is reflect. What is God saying? Read it. 
reflect and write down what you believe God is saying to you. In other words, I just read that God says I should, if I cleanse my, if I obey the word, I'm, my ways are going to be cleansed. And the whole thing you read, I'm going to be blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to have more peace in my life. What does it mean to me now? It's one thing for you to hear me say the Bible says this, but the next thing, is, the most important part is that what does that mean to me? What's in it for me? Whiffum. You ever hear that, that term, whiffum? W-I-F-M, whiffum. Everyone say whiffum. Our whole world is based on whiffum. You go to, you go to In-N-Out, what's, you're going there because it's about you. You go to a football game because it's about you. People complain because they didn't get what they want. Everything, Burger King, you could do it your way because it's about you. Everything's about woofum. All political arguments, it's about me. Everything's about me, 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 me. We live in a woofum world. So when you read the Bible, what's in it for me? You're, you're, we're all thinking that. How do I get blessed? So when you read the Bible, you, and even when you come to church, you should be asking, well, what's in it for me? I'm here to tell you how to read the Bible to, to hear God's voice and be blessed every single day. That's what's in it for you. And the blessings that will come from that, I couldn't even explain to you because God has stuff for you that I can't even imagine. But you've got to get in the word first. So the first thing you want to write down what it means to me. And here's an example of what you would write in the journal. Look what it said. Next one. Go back. Here's an example. If I take heed, obey God's word, this is what you would write for you. I will cleanse my way. I will curse less. Possibly. I mean, I don't know that you, you may not curse. Right? I'm just I'm saying. Not that you might still curse. But you know what I'm saying? But th- that may be another domino to fall later. Or you don't curse, so that's not your issue. But it may be for you, I may, may make bi- more biblical decisions. Or maybe think more like Jesus. Or maybe if I read the Bible, I will stop watching pornography. I will yell at my wife less. I might start tithing like I know God's been whispering to me. You have to write that down. And that's what this is for. Imagine every day you're reading and then you're reflecting, okay, this is what it means to me. Imagine if you could read the Bible and apply it to you. This is where the rubber meets the road. God is saying to me that if I read the Bible and I obey God, this may change in my life. By a show of hands, how many of you have something in your in area in your life that's not biblical that you would love to change? Raise your hand. Put your hands down. How many of you know if, if that thing changed and became more biblical, you would be blessed? Raise your hand. It's, you know, that's a duh. <laughs> Here's the lie of the devil. If I go to church and just show up, God will bless me. Not necessarily. Are you obeying God by going to church? Are you doing what God says to you in church? Are you walking with God every day? God's not stupid. God looks around the room and goes, he's just here looking for a chick. (laughs) He's here trying to get credit. Now, God will deal with you and speak to you and love you, encourage you and correct you. But the point is, are you sincerely following God and want to do what God says? And so if you say, if every day you could say, Lord, what are you, what are you speaking to me today? I'm, I'm nervous. I'm going into this business meeting or whatever. And God says, and God may say something to you random like, I got you. But what if they don't believe me? You're not even going to have to speak. 
This is where you walking with God is real. It's not theoretical. Will you come here and me say some biblical truth and it's out there and, you know, maybe God will bless me. No, no, no. This is a dynamic relationship where you're walking with God every day. And if you could do this every morning where you could read something, we have a reading schedule through the Bible, jump on it. We're in Psalm. You're going to read this passage this week. Get the journal. It's in all the bookstores on all our campuses. Text 525, discipled, the word discipled, the 52525 to get a book. Okay. So, and then write down. Imagine you writing this. And by the way, if you have an idea, how many of you have ever had an idea before? It's something you want to do. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Now, and the reason I have you more active, the more active you are, the more participation you are, the more you learn. So, uh, you know, kind of don't blow me off. I didn't give me the alligator. Come on. How many of you all had an idea before? Amen. Amen. Wave your hand in the air like you just don't care. There you go. You had an idea. Guess what? If you can't write your idea... You don't, if you, in other words, if you have an inability to articulate it clearly, it probably never happened. It might happen by accident. And the way to make sure you can articulate it properly is to write it down. Because you say, I got a great idea. Okay, what is it? Well, you know, it's kind of like, and you know what I'm saying, and it's kind of like, you know what I'm saying. And if every, every word is, you know what I'm saying, no one knows what you're saying. But if you could write it down, imagine if you could read, imagine if you could read the Bible and say, God said to me blank. And if I did this, God would do this. Imagine if you could write that down and look at that, look at that, look at that. That's powerful. Powerful. So read, reflect, and then the next part, this is my favorite part. Respond. This is so cool. Holy Spirit, please reveal to my heart how this truth has already been applied in my life. How did, you, how did you, or this is to you, how did you or could you have responded to that truth in the past? In other words, if I obey God, this will happen in my life. How have you obeyed God in the past? Now, normally what people do is they'll say, if I obey God and obey his word, I'm going to stop cursing. So therefore, the, the natural next step would be, I'm going to commit today to stop cursing in the future. That's what a lot of times we do. We write down what we're going to do in the future. Same man, if you've had that kind of experience or, or, or challenge, you're going to write down and you made a commitment what you're going to do in the future. Same man, if that's it. Amen. Okay. So I'm not telling you don't do that, but that's not, we don't want you to do that in this journal. Here's why. Often when we do that, we make a commitment to do something we've never done before. Like we've been failing and failing and failing. And then we say, I'm going to do it this time. And you don't do it again. And then the next day you have another commitment that you break. And the next day you have another commitment that you break. And you have all these failures. And you just make all these New Year's resolutions, but you make them every day. So you have 365 burdens you're carrying. Are y'all following what I'm saying? Can't even remember them. So I'm not saying it's bad to commit to something in the future. But here's what we're trying to tell you to do in this journal. After you write down what you've learned, ask yourself how you did it in the past. So my wife is older than me, okay? My wife's a cougar. <laughs> She's like a year and a half older than me. And, you know, I, I was walking down the street when I was 20. I was just minding my own business. I was just, I had never been with a woman. I was pure as their driven snow. <laughs> I was as pure as a mudslide, okay? <laughs> and I'm walking down the street. I hear this purring in the bushes. And the bushes started to rattle, and then rah, she just snatched me. 
And I've been her servant ever since. <laughs> My wife's over there like this. So I remember when I realized that my wife was older than me, and, and this was in 1980 when we met, almost 40, 39 years ago. She's old. Uh, so, um, actually, if you ever see my wife, my, my, well, anyway, we're 59 and 60. I mean, she looks awesome. Um, so anyway, someone asked me like two months ago, do you remember what it felt like when you learned your wife was older than you? I mean, it was when I was 20. I was like, how do you remember a feeling? So I had to go back and think what it felt like. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm the man. <laughs> I got a girl with a car. She lives on her own. And she's older than me. And she, and she got a job. And I was in school. So I was like, a, like, a, like, a, like a, just a, a dirt bag. And, I, and I'm like, she's this, she's that. She's, she moved out. And I'm like, I am the man. That's what I remember feeling. Same man if you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Imagine, imagine. And so it just like puffed my chest out a month ago. Imagine if you could remember when you were, God was faithful to you in the past. Think about it. How many of you in the past trusted God in some scary situation and God got you through and you were like, that was awesome. Okay, come on, come on now. Come on now. I mean, financial. Let me just go through the list. Financial. Sickness. Relationship. Job. Stress. Right? Can I get Amen. The devil doesn't want you to think about that. He wants you to worry about what might happen in the future. So I was, I, I was, um, I've been learning Spanish and I, was, I spoke Friday at a conference for Spanish pastors and leaders. It was all in Spanish. Everything was in Spanish except me. <laughs> I'm the only negro in the room. So I said, well, listen, I'm going to go up and introduce myself. I'm going to give my testimony. I'm going to talk like 15 minutes in Spanish, right? And then I'll do my, my sermon. I don't, I don't have that sermon down in Spanish yet. But I, but I said, I, my goal, I just want to go up there and flow. I don't want to go up there and memorize. I want to just go up there and just blah, 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 get my suave on my little, you know, channel my little Latino uh, blood. And I'm sitting up there and, blah, 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 and I understand like 30%. 10% what's going on. And the five minutes before I went up, the, this guy got up there and he's from Puerto Rico, speaks really fast. I understood nothing he said. <laughs> and I, my brain is getting fried because <laughs> And even the guy next to me who's Mexican said, I don't even understand what that brother's saying. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm good then. But my brain was trying to follow him and it was just wearing me down. And so I'm like, oh, I was like, and, and I'm, I, I'm wanting to go up and flow. And right before I get up, this little voice said, who do you think you are? You're going to speak Spanish to Spanish pastors? Who do you think you are? And I'm sitting there and God said, hey, you remember in the past when you were scared of this? I said, yeah, I got you too. I said, that's right. Remember this one in the past? That's right. Remember this one in the past? He says, we're going to be good. Now, I heard this voice and I look I, and I, it's like right here. And I said, devil, shut up. <laughs> and I walked up, and the only thing I had was not like, I'm going to do it. 
the only thing I had, the, the most powerful thing I had was God has already done it. Now, when, you, when David was going to fight Goliath, Saul said, you can't fight Goliath, you're but a little kid. David didn't say, oh, but I'm a good little kid. David said, hold on, hold on, hold on. In the past, when a lion came out and got one of my sheep with an S, I whooped that lion. When a bear came out and one of my sheep, I took the sheep out of his mouth. So just like God did in the past, God did me in the future. So here's what's so important. When you get, when you get, when you read the Bible and God challenges you to do something, ask yourself, Lord, remind me of your faithfulness. Remind me that you're already working in my life. You've already worked in my life. You have not left me alone. And you start re reminding all, God starts reminding you all the stuff he's done in your life. Whoo! Look what it says. Next one. Look what it says. Is there, is there a, 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 go back one. Is there a, an example to this one? Here it is. Here it is. When I have obeyed God's word in the past, I have felt more powerful and peaceful. My relationships were better. Was blessed more, I was blessed more financially when I did it in the past. That's what you write down in your journal. And if every day you're reliving all this stuff God did in your past, and every day you're like this, I, I dated a woman that was older than me, and, and, and she had a car, and, and, and then God got me through financial, and God blessed me with a job, and God, you're like, you walk around like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when the devil says, but this is not going to happen, you're like, shut up, devil, I did it already five times. Are you following what I'm saying? Last one, last one. This is, this is awesome. This is awesome. Last one. Then you tell somebody, relay. Holy Spirit, complete this prayer. Holy Spirit, guide me as I prayerfully prepare to share this with somebody. And anyone that you want me to share it with. Check this out. You don't want to teach stuff you haven't done. Religious people that are just make God puke. And I literally mean that. He says, I will spew you out of my mouth. He doesn't puke it. He spits you. He says, the lukewarm people that are like, eh, whatever, Pah, I don't want you. The Bible says. Or people who say, the Bible says this, the Bible says this, the Bible says this, but you ain't living it. Mm. But if you think about the past, you've done it. And if you think about the past and what God did in your life, guess what? You're going to be more confident in God, not yourself. And you won't share it like, eh, 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 eh. you're going to share it in a loving, encouraging way. So this is all in the journal, by the way. This is in the journal. Imagine doing this every day right here. I'm going to tell you, eight bucks, that's $2.40-something cents a month. Are you think this is worth that? This will change your life. This is not about getting the money. That's how much it costs us. We're charging you what it costs us. Actually less because we, it's not even manpower. It's just the printing. We want to help you grow. Get, the, get this. Look what it says. Look at this. Watch this. Jim or whoever, God reminded me in my reading today that every time I obey him in the past, even when it was scary in the past, it leads to a blessing. Can you remember a time in your obedience that you led God to a blessing? Or, Jim, as you go to this job interview, do you remember any time in the past God was faithful? Yeah. Has God ever let you down? No. Has God blessed you with more than you deserve? Yeah. Well, go to that interview and just take that job. <laughs> Even if they don't give it to you, just take it anyway. <laughs> and guess what? If God doesn't give it to you, that means he has another one for you. Are you following what I'm saying? And God's faithfulness is awesome. Here's what we're going to do in a minute because our time is running out. Get your communion cups out. 
whenever we take communion, we are making a commitment to God. If you don't have one of these cups in any of the campuses, just raise your hand and we'll have uh, the ushers pass one to you and the usherettes. The last supper, Jesus took the bread and he broke it. We all know the story, but he broke the bread and he said, this is my body, I am suffering for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Here's the deal. What we want to do when we take communion is make a commitment to God. God, just as you were all in for us, we are all in for you. So we're taking this acknowledging that as you died for us, we died to ourselves, which means we deny ourselves. That means we do what you want, not what we want, for your glory. That's what this means. If you've never asked Christ to be your Savior, you want to do that before you do this. So we'll give you the opportunity. So I'm going to pray and give you an opportunity to ask Christ to be your Savior. But also, there are a lot of you out there, you, you need to... Obey God. Stop playing church. All of you raise your hand to say, yeah, I got something. I mean, we all have something. When dudes come up here with muscles, because some dudes don't come up here all puffed up, not, not, just, they're just big. I punch them in the chest. I don't want to hurt anybody, so I kind of assess who won't be bothered if I punch them in the chest. And... It's a guy thing, but when you hit a guy in the chest, it's like, yeah, let's go. Can I get an amen, fellas? It's like, let's go. And God's like, let's go. Stop. Uh, well, I'm just going to go to church. Uh, the devil ain't messing around. He is out to kill you. He don't care about you, your kids. He wants to destroy you. And he wants you to think that he ain't there plays you for a straight up fool. All of us. He punks you. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. Some of y'all need to ask Christ to be your Savior, but some of y'all need to say, Lord, I'm ready to obey. I'm ready to get serious with God because God has serious blessings for you. And then I'm going to have an altar call and I want you to come down here. Now, some of you aren't going to come. You're going to pray, but you're not going to come. And for some of you, it is because the devil is going to punk you again. I'm telling you in advance. And you're going to go to your car and go, I should have went down there. Why? Just because God said, don't, you don't need to know anything more than that. Because God wants you to step out of your comfort zone. Remember I said in the beginning, don't have your little bubble where you're comfortable and, you know, don't, don't mess up, don't ruffle, ruffle my stuff. No, God wants to ruffle, your stuff ain't your stuff. It's God's stuff. So let's pray. And all the campuses, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus, either by giving your life to him for the first time, or you just know you need to start obeying at a different level. Start reading your Bible every day. Start pursuing the heart of the Father. Pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I surrender my life to you. I confess Jesus as my Savior. I want to be a disciple. Fill me with the Spirit of God. 
I want to obey you. I want to follow you. I submit to you. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed on all the campuses, if you prayed that prayer, just slip your hand up really high. I can see you. God bless you. Really, really high. Elbow above the ear. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, God bless you. We see you all over and all the balcony as well. God bless you. We see you all over. You can put your hands down. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take communion, and then if you raise your hand, we're going to ask you to come forward. Some of you didn't raise your hand. You can come forward too. But here's the here's opportunity. I'm going to walk away from my old life. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm walking with Jesus. You can't obey God if you're worried about what people think. There's going to be times when God's going to tell you to do, and, and people are going to be, every, everything you feel is going to be, don't do it, and you have to say, God, I'm going to trust you anyway. Those are the people who walk into really big blessings. Lord, we thank you for your death. We take this acknowledging your death. In Jesus' name, amen. Take the bread. Lord, we thank you for shedding your blood on the cross. Thank you for shedding your blood on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. And all the campuses, eyes closed, heads bowed. I want all of you to think very carefully. If you raise your hand in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand. But there's some of you who didn't raise your hand, you prayed, and there's a little voice in you saying, this is for you. It's time for you to start, stop conforming. It's time for you to stop worrying about people. It's time for you to walk by faith. I'm going to ask all those people to stand up. And some of you, it's time for you to just say, Lord, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to take a step of faith and step out of my comfort zone in obedience. I could have easily went to that conference and spoken English the whole time. And I went to my car feeling like the devil punked me. But because I took a step of faith and trust me, it was scary. God said, yeah, now ready for next time. Lord, I pray for all those people who prayed. I pray that you would give them strength, courage to stand on the count of three, that they would declare that they've surrendered their life to you. And all the people who raised their hand a few minutes ago and anybody else who didn't raise your hand, but you prayed that prayer to say, Lord, I am yours. In all the campuses, on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand. If you want your family member, your spouse to stand with you, tap them on the shoulder, the knee, whatever it is. So if you're saying, yes, Lord, I am yours. I accept you as my Savior, or I just want to be more committed to you. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Come on, church. Come on, church.